Let's pray. Father, let today mark a new beginning in the life of someone here. It is the last Sunday of the year, but it is the beginning of a new story for someone here. We want to thank you that anytime we come into your presence, we never leave the same. Father, speak through your servant and bless someone here. We want to thank you, Lord, for becoming flesh and dwelling among us. Many were born to live, but you were born to die. Just to die for our sins. For the reason why you were born and today we say we are grateful to you. Sometimes in our celebration, Lord, we forget that the reason for this celebration is the cross. The journey to the cross began in a manger. And today all of us can call ourselves the children of God because of that very gracious act. And we want to thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. So last week, I started speaking to you on a very unusual subject in Christmas, Mary and the three wise men. And uh, we started the part one. We did not finish. I'll conclude the part one today. And the part one is the God of purpose. Fashioned to function. And I dealt with two key principles. And today I'm going to try to conclude by sharing eight additional principles that will change your life. Amen. How many of you are ready for these principles? Write them down. Pray with them before the end of the year. And God will help you. Now, I need you to understand that sometimes the difficulties we have in life uh, as a result of we not being in alignment with God. God created you for a certain purpose. Until you discover that purpose, you will struggle in life. Until you are in agreement with God for your life, you will struggle in life. Now, Christmas is a story of how a young lady came into an alignment with God's purpose for her life. The reason why Mary was born was to become, was to carry God in her womb. That was the reason why Mary was born. The reason why John the Baptist was born was to introduce G Jesus to the world. The reason why David was born was to become a king and a nest land that God promised Abraham for the Jews. Are you here? The reason why Rachel was born was to give birth to Joseph. So, so everybody has a reason why you were born. Your difficulty in life begins when you disconnect from God's purpose for your life. Last week I established that the secret of the greatness of David is written in the book of Acts chapter 6, chapter, chapter 13, verse 6. Chapter 13, verse 6. Now, when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, 
he fell asleep. In other words, he died. When he has set God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. The reason for the greatness of David was the fact that he set God's purpose. Now, I want to reinforce this position with a scripture from 1 Corinthians 6, the verses 19 and 20. Now, look at this scripture. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. This is our focus. You are not your own. You are not your own. Why are you not your own? You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. You are not your own. Why? Because you have been bought. You have been bought. Now, let me explain this further. You see, Jacob had 12 sons and officially two wives, Rachel and Leah. Now, Leah gave birth to six sons and Rachel two. So that makes it eight. So where did the other four come from? When Leah had finished giving birth and saw that Rachel had started giving birth, she decided to give her maid servant to Jacob. And you know Jacob in their family, they like maid servants. Abraham was giving Hagar, he did not refuse. So, Jacob slept and impregnated the slave girl of Leah. And she also gave birth to two. When Rachel couldn't give birth and saw her sister was giving birth, also gave her slave girl to um, Jacob to have babies with him. Now, how could you take a woman who is serving you and give that woman to your husband to have children? Whose children are the children? In fact, when you buy in the Bible days, when you say you are bought and you are a slave, everything that belongs, you, you leave the purpose of your owner. Everything that belonged to you was for your owner. And because they lived the purpose of their owner, Rachel can decide that a beautiful young girl that has a boyfriend and looking forward for a big wedding can just take that girl and give the girl to an old man and said, give birth for me. So the girl gets pregnant, carries the baby, gives birth and hands over to Rachel. Because when you are bought with a price, you are not your own. So the concept of servanthood in the Bible comes from this background. That if you say you are a servant of God, it means you are not your own. That's why it's a shame for you to come to church and your children don't come to church. It's a shame for you to, your children are somewhere drinking this morning. Your son is smoking, chasing some girl. You don't even know where they are. Because you are not your own. Your children even belong to him. Are you here? 
Now, if everything around you belongs to him, what about you? You, you yourself. Your life belongs to him. And that is why you don't leave your purpose. You leave the purpose of God. He bought you. Now, the whole story of Christmas is this. God decided that we have become slaves to Satan and Satan is using us as his own, controlling us. In fact, you were being sold on a slave market in the realms of the spirit. So, prostitution is buying, is passing, and you are there. They are selling you. Prostitution comes, oh, I want to buy, I want to buy her. Prostitution buys you, you become a prostitute. You are just there on the slave market. Drug, cocaine is passing. Cocaine says, how much is this one? Then cocaine buys you, you become a drug addict. Then you are there, and then alcohol is passing. How much is this one? You are so Satan was selling us. You are dead. Diabetes is passing. How much is this one? Then you are sold to diabetes. You see? God said, no, the man I created in my image, I love that man so much, I want to buy back that man. But man is so expensive, nothing can buy man. No amount of money can buy man. So God said, the only thing that can buy man is blood. But it cannot even be the blood of another man. It cannot be. It must take the blood, a special blood, a blood that has no sin in it. A special blood to buy man. For that to happen, I will have to become a human being. Born like a man. But not through sexual intercourse. So now God picks a virgin by name Mary. And God himself deposits himself into Mary's womb. And after nine months, God is born. God is born and is walking on earth. For the first time in the history of man. God, God was coming to the earth, but was coming as a spirit in the form of God. But now God has come through the womb of a, ma- of a woman as a man. So that by his blood, you can be saved. So there's a very important journey called the journey from the manger to the cross. Between these two journeys, is where your salvation is born. Now, immediately God, God died on the cross, Jesus died on the cross. His blood now bought you. He went to the slave market where you were being sold and bought you. Even before you were born, he had already bought you. Because he bought you, you are not your own again. You are not your own. You are, do you know that even footballers, when they are bought, they are not their own again. When a club buys you, they can tell you that sleep this time, don't sleep. They will even camp you. The reason why they go to camp, there's a serious match coming. They don't want the boys to sleep with girls 
to lose energy, they will move you to camp. Three days before the match, no sex for you. They own you. They control you. They determine what to eat and what not to eat. They bought you. They control you what to eat, what not to eat. In fact, when your football club sees that you've gone to a nightclub before a match, they can suspend you. Look at the things you own and how you control it, how you want them to live your purpose. Even your children that you did not buy, that God gave you as a gift. Look at how you determine purpose for them. You, how many of you that your children decided which school they wanted to go? You chose for them. In fact, this morning, your little ones, you chose clothes for them. This morning, I chose clothes for Nana. I said, you're not going to wear this. You're going to wear this. You're going to wear that. So when you go to the children's service right now, he's wearing my purpose. So that even mommy wants to suggest what mommy said, what she wore, and then I just go to her and say, see, you want her to dress like a 50-something-year-old woman. Please allow her. But you see, we have that tendency that the things that we feel belongs to us to live our purpose. In fact, there are even husbands who want their wives to live their purpose. I was intending to marry a banker, not a market woman. So you have to go to school. Go to Accra Business School and do banking and finance. Of course, I can't advertise another school. Go to Accra Business School and do banking and finance. Your whole mind is that you must live my purpose. All my dream, in all my life, I've been dreaming of marrying a banker. And I accidentally found you. And now I want you to live my purpose. Are you here? And most of the times, all we do is that we work very hard for people to live our purpose. But what we don't want to happen to us is that we do not want God to get us to live his purpose. Because see, when God does things in your life, it is very sweet. But when he does things with your life, it's very difficult. But it brings that glory to you. It brings that success to you. The secret to everybody's success. And I'm talking about good success. I am talking about the blessings of the Lord that maketh rich a man and has no sorrow. I am talking about that where your soul prospers. I'm talking about that success that will not take you from hell. I'm talking about that fulfillment that comes with a certain joy, not happiness. I am talking about you knowing, you knowing that you are in the perfect will of God and that God is working through you. I'm talking about that thing. When you come to that place where you know that everything you are doing, you are doing them because you know that this is what God wants you to do. And you are doing it to his glory. And your life is for his purpose. And you are on assignment for him. When you walk into that banking hall as a banker, you know you are an evangelist. You know you are a minister. You know you are here for God's purpose. Joseph in Potiphar's house knew he was there for God's purpose. And Potiphar himself acknowledged. Now, when you come into a divine alignment with God, there is something we call an anointing. An anointing is 
a divine enablement that enables you to go beyond your limitation. It's an abiding presence of God. You see, God is everywhere, but God does not manifest everywhere. But you see, when you are in God's purpose, He's consistently and continuously manifesting in your life. People can feel that there's a presence upon you. They can feel that since you came into this office, things have changed. They can feel that since we employed you, things have changed. Because you are living God's purpose. When we were growing up as Christians, the very popular sermons, among the uh, sermons that were popular, was a sermon about finding the will of God, hearing the voice of God, following the steps of God. Now, we don't hear these things anymore. So, we are all doing what we want to do. Not what God wants us to do. But I do not want Christmas to pass and then I come to narrate the story of Christmas. Most sermons during Christmas is a narration. They read through it. Jesus was born and how there was going to be, there was going to be a census and how they went and how he was born in a manger and how, and, and, then, and then we end there. But I'm trying to move this to the next level. I'm trying to tell you that Christmas is about God taking a young lady and allowing that young lady, giving her the grace to live God's purpose. And I want you to come there. And I started by sharing with you the principles that can help you come there. Live God's purpose. Don't live your life. <laughs> live for God. In my original life, <laughs> okay, let, let me say, in my, in my duplicate life, because I'm not in the original life, in my I wanted to be an aeronautical engineer to repair aeroplanes. But you know now, I, I fear flying. You see, so I was choosing something that I was afraid of. I would have messed up my life, but now I would have been facing some metals somewhere. But today, look at me. I am serving God's purpose. I've come into divine alignment with God. And I always see that what people find difficult to do, I do them with ease because God is working through me. That is the thing. When you come into his purpose, he works through you. He works through you. He works through you. Your marriage is for a purpose. Your children are for divine purposes. And when you discover all these things, and you begin to raise your children according to divine purpose, you begin to marry your spouse according to divine purpose, you see God working through you. You see God working amazingly through you. You are trying to work everything and let everything work. It is not working. If the natural is not working, turn to the supernatural. So let me give you these supernatural keys that can help you become successful in the new year. In 2022, don't leave your purpose. Leave God's purpose. Just tell him, Lord, take over my life. Take over my life and do whatever you want to do with my life. 
Are you here? So, guys, I'm going to preach from here. My, my guys don't like me preaching from here. But uh, I like to be closer to the people I speak to. So let me preach from here. So please forgive me my sins. And let me preach from here. So, Neo, you have to be working 24-7. Just follow me with the camera. Wherever I pass, just follow me. Just, just follow me. I am, I am living God's purpose. Not audiovisual purpose. To say that in some places when you go, we don't get the light well. We don't get the shots well. We, do, we don't get this well. Well, well, once you are getting the message well, I am fine. Are, are you here with me? Okay, so let's go. Um, so let me quickly, last week I spoke about two of the principles I'm sharing. So you won't go. You want me to go up? So I said, there is, there is a period for every purpose. A time where the purpose begins and a time where the purpose ends. When you miss divine season, you struggle. But the reason why I'm preaching this message is because God wants to give you another chance. So the Bible says that in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, so there was timing. And then, number two, number two, the second purpose, the place of purpose. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. Wherever God places you, he places you there for a purpose. Mary was in Galilee for a purpose. And so God sent the angel. If Mary had not been there, he would have missed God's purpose. You are not in this church for yourself. Oh, we saw the sign and we came in. Oh, we saw the sign and we came in. Please, the Holy Ghost ordered you. The Holy Ghost brought you here. Ask God, what, why am I here? My purpose here. My purpose here. You are not here to get a miracle. You are here to be a miracle. Are you here? You are not here to get blessed. You are here to be a blessing. A blessing. The, your, the purpose of being here in this church is bigger and greater than you. Life, the, the, the reason why God created you is bigger than you. Life is more than breathing in oxygen and breathing out carbon dioxide. Life is the breath of God in you. And that breath is for God's own purpose. It's God pouring a little of himself into you. God pouring a little of himself into you. I think in February or somewhere, I'll be starting a new series called the Tithi of Fair Life Laws. The 60 Tithi of Fair Life Laws. Principles for Efficient Living. And I'll be, this statement I just made, I'll be one of the laws I'm going to talk about. And I'm going to establish that being alive is not you breathing in and breathing out. By making use of the breath of God in you. The breath of God in you. Are you here with me? It is God pouring a little of himself into you. So that wherever you are, you represent God. You represent God wherever you are. You are a God's ambassador. You are a heavenly ambassador. You are representing God. You are representing God. And you must rep represent him well. This year you represented yourself too much. Too much about yourself, not him. You were not God conscious enough. That is why he gave me the theme. He said, they come in here. I want people with devoted hearts. So I can use them. 
I want people with devoted hearts so I can use them. People whose hearts are devoted to me, then I can use them. So a New Year's theme is a wholehearted devotion. He's not looking for those who, who love him small and love others. He wants you to love him totally. He wants you to love him totally. He wants you to give all your all and say, Lord, I surrender to you. Use me anyway. Use me anyhow. Just, Lord, have your way in my life. All I am looking for, Lord, is for me to do what pleases you, not what pleases any man. Are you here? Are you here with me? Now, so let's move to Trey. Look, look at Trey. The partner for your purpose. Every divine purpose has a partner. So, so look at this. We are reading Luke chapter 1 and look at verse 27. To a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Why was God very detailed about who Mary was engaged to? I mean, I've taken you. I'm going to use you. I don't have to explain to anybody. But you see, the reason why Mary was chosen was because of the kind of man that Mary was married to. was a descendant of David. And that should be the lineage of Jesus. That was where Jesus was supposed to come from. Are you here with me? So every purpose God gives you, God places a destiny helper on your path. Most of the times we miss those destiny helpers. But I pray for you that in 2022, may you be sensitive enough to discover your destiny helper. I speak upon you that may you be sensitive enough to discover your destiny helper. May God bring your destiny helper your way. 2022, I prophesy. Let that man show up. Let that woman show up. Let the person God has specifically chosen to be your destiny helper, let that person show up in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you a story of a young missionary who, who delivered a powerful speech at the missions conference in germany this young missionary was an is was an african and had done missions in remote places across the continent of africa and so was invited to this big conference where top missionaries have gathered they wanted to find out from this guy why he was committed to such great missions and how a village boy can become such a very successful missionary so he told his story his father and mother lived in a small farming community no water no electricity nothing then when the mother took seed of him when mother was pregnant with him after some months the mother started bleeding one night she was breathing really rough. No car in the village. They had to find a way to take the mother, because she was losing the baby, take the mother to the hospital. In desperation, they started walking in the middle of the night. 
trying to get to the uh, hospital. It was several miles away. In pain. As they walked a distance, they found a car. A new car parked there. So the father just went and knocked at the window. A man was sleeping in the car. The man woke up. He was even scared. Woke up. Thought that the man has gone to kill the woman because he was seeing blood. When the man gathered courage to roll down his windows, he started talking. He said, my wife is losing our baby. We have no car in this village. And you are an angel. Please help us. The man put them in the car, started the car, the car started. Whilst they were going, his father, the missionary's father, was wondering, why would this man park the car here at this night and sleep in the car? Well, the man dropped them at the hospital. And then, the man decided that he would take care of the bills and everything. Came the next day, so the woman has to stay there till she gives birth. So the man kept visiting them in the community hospital. Even though he lived outside, he was in the city. Every week, he would drive and go there. And this missionary said, the reason why the man showed that commitment, his father, the missionary's father, was a farmer but belonged to a church in the village and was responsible for supplying food to the pastor who had been brought to the village. The parents were very godly, serving the Lord. The father told him that the man who picked them said that was his new car he had just bought. A new car he had just bought and his intention, somebody had invited him to come to the village but he had missed the village he was going. He had missed the way. And has gone to the wrong village. When he realized that he was on the wrong road, foot, uh, road and he wanted to turn, the car just stopped. A new cow he hadn't even taken the rubber from the seat. The car just stopped. The car will not start. He tried everything, the car would not start. The only option he had in the middle of the night was to lock up everything, sleep in the car, and maybe peradventure the next morning, he would see some people to help him. He said the reason why the man kept coming to the hospital was because the man felt this could be, these people could be angels. Because the car that I spent three hours trying to start, I was not starting. Immediately they sat in the car, the car started. And then the boy's father was also thinking that the man could be an angel. The driver could be an angel. But eventually they discovered that the man was a human being, but he was a partner for this great missionary's purpose. So then what? When the boy was born, the boy was named after the man. When the man, when the boy became, grew up a little, the man came to adopt the boy, took him outside, schooled him, and the boy went to one of the best missionary schools abroad. And then the boy decided after school, let me go back home and serve my people.
But why would a why would a man miss his way? Why would a new car break down? Because a guy with a destiny, a baby with a destiny, a baby who was created to serve God's purpose, was about to be aborted. And God placed someone on the way, someone on the path, someone on the way, someone on the path. Are you here? The devil is planning something against you, but God already has the answer for the devil. God already has the solution for that problem. There is somebody you must meet. There is somebody you must connect to. There is a destiny helper you must meet. Your purpose, you must need a partner. Jesus needed John the Baptist. To introduce, he needed even 12 disciples for his purpose. Just his purpose alone, he needed 12 disciples. Imagine Jesus had died without these disciples. Who would have heard the gospel? His death would have been useless. Well, somebody would say, God would have done anything, but he did not do anything. He chose the 12 people. To spread the gospel and take the gospel to the next place. You know, I see somebody's car broken down somewhere in your journey of purpose, waiting for you to arrive, waiting for you to come. You will never, you will never, you will never miss that partner in life. May that person show up. It may be a husband, it may be a wife, it may be a business partner, it may be a pastor, it may be someone who is your destiny career. You are going to meet that person. I said you are going to meet that person. I said you are going to meet that person. I said you are going to meet that person. Look at the way God arranged partners for Saul. Because Saul had to become a king. Donkeys got missing. He went out with a servant to look for the donkey. He didn't find the donkey. He wanted them to come back home. The servant said, can we see a seer? Can we see? There's a seer here. Can we go and see the seer? The servant just did not just suggest that. God was influencing everything. He was a partner. He said, well, to see a seer, we cannot go empty-handed. We need to carry an offering. The, the, the son of the house did not have money. The servant said, I have some offering here. It wasn't coincidence. He was a partner. He was a purpose partner. They started going to see the seer. And then here was a man. The first man they asked him, we want to see the seer in this place. That's somewhere. Guess what? The man said he just passed here. He's going. He's actually going to have a meeting. If we don't go right now, you will miss him. Why was he so interested in giving them the time and the importance of the agency? Why they should go immediately? I say God places people on your path because of your purpose. Because of his purpose. If you walk in divine purpose, you will meet the right people. Amen. May those Satan has placed on your path to hurt you may their mission fail and may God those that God has placed on your path to help you may you discover those people there are some of us eh? we fight the people God has brought on our path to help us because you know why we don't see we see them as God we don't see them as God using them we see them as our gods. You can give me this. You should do this for me. You should do that for me. No, 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 no. No. You have to be spiritually discerning to understand your destiny helpers and your purpose partners. The people that God has brought your way 
to gradually help you come into divine alignment with God. Are you here? Into divine alignment with God. Your pastor is one of those people. The things I teach you here, the prayers I lead you, is all to bring you into divine alignment with God. I am too born again to be here deceiving you, shouting and screaming. I could be preaching about your star is about to appear. And we'll scream and we'll scream and we we'll live here, hoping that your star will appear on 1st January 2022. But I'm giving you principles you can use. Do not despise the people God bring your way. They may be carrying what you are looking for. The servant was carrying the offering. Something was looking, um, um, Saul was looking for to open the door to meet Samuel so that he could be anointed as a king. It took a maid servant, a maid servant, for the great army commander who had leprosy to meet the servant of God for healing. Are you here? Do not despise, do not just run away from relationships, destroy relationships, look down on people. You do not know who God is bringing your way. One time, Abraham saw some three guys who looked ordinary. Asked them, brought him to his, uh, under his tent, asked them to eat. They wanted to know, stay and eat. They had a prophetic word. They would have gone without the prophetic word. He entertained them. Then he gave them the way. Yeah. Are you sensitive enough to know why I am your pastor? Are you sensitive enough to know, those of you who work for me, why you work for me? Are you sensitive enough to know why you and this person in this church have just connected? Why do you just like this sister? Why do you just like this brother? Why have you suddenly become like friends? See, Joseph and Mary, eh? Joseph and Mary. It wasn't Rosio. It wasn't a bed of flowers. That's what you say. Bed of roses. It wasn't that oh. Or a bed of hibiscus. <laughs> or a bed of aluguntubi. Yeah, because when Mary got pregnant, Joseph was planning to leave her. An angel had to appear. So you see, you and your partner are not a relationship between saints, but a relationship between sinners who want to become saints. So sometimes the person you disagree with most might be the one that God wants to help you. Am I preaching? Speaking to someone here. Am I preaching? Talking to someone here. I want, we, we see, we see, I'll try and close soon, so I won't finish this, and then we'll begin to pray for divine purpose. That Lord, in the coming year, help me, help me to find your purpose. Help me to find your purpose, that purpose, that purpose. In all these years, I have pursued my purpose. Now, I want to pursue your purpose. Okay, let's go to the fourth one. Let me show you the fourth principle. Look. The prophetic word for your purpose. There's always a prophetic word for your purpose. Always a prophetic word for your purpose. But the angel said to her, 
Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. So the angel says, pick him. There's a prophetic word. Every purpose comes with a prophetic word. Now let me show you how important the prophetic word is. So, 12 years before Barack Obama became the first black president of America, a guy whose father was a Kenyan, okay, whose grandmother's village, there's no electricity, there's no water, became the first black president of America. Did he start life thinking he would become a president of America? And in fact, he was born into a broken home. His father did not actually take care of him. His mother was, they, they, they took him to Indonesia here and there. If we study his story, 12 years before he became the president, somebody was introducing him to another person and he said, meet the future president of America, the first black president of America. And Obama said, when the person said that, it activated something in him. Then he started thinking, I can become president. I can become president. I can become president. A woman who was told the baby was dead in her womb and was due for an operation, took the Bible, started put the Bible on her belly and started quoting scriptures. Started quoting scriptures. The baby started moving. The baby started moving. The baby started moving. When, when we was pregnant with Nana, for three days we did not hear Nana's movement. Everything has stopped. Very active baby. I said, let's go to hospital. Mommy said, no, if I go to hospital, doctors will say the baby is dead. On the third day, I had mommy pray. We're not living in Sakumono. Came to the hall. She was sitting down naked before the Lord, weeping. I joined her in the prayer. Whilst we're praying in the middle of the night, lightning just came through the window, hit her belly, and the baby started shaking again. Yeah. You see, the prophetic word of God is, 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 a, is a supernatural pronouncement over your purpose. Everybody must have a prophetic word, something God told you. The reason why you are doing this. Mary, the angel said to Mary, do not be afraid, Mary, you are found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. Imagine the angel that never said anything. Then we were there, Sir Mary's stomach started protruding, started protruding. She would have been confused. Every purpose of God for your life carries a prophetic word. It may come through a prophet. It may come through a dream. It may come through a sermon like this. It may come through reading the Bible. But you must always have a certain word. That came from God. That is motivating you to do something. And I pray for you. I pray for you. As we prepare to enter the new year. May you receive a word from God that will never fail. A word that will activate something in your spirit. May you receive a direction from God. That will change your life forever. The entrance of his word give a life. And give it understanding to the simple. May his word bring you light. And bring you understanding. May his word be a lamp for your feet. And a light for your path. I prophesy this and I speak this into your life. If you believe let me hear your loudest amen. You just take a single word from God. For your life to change. 
And I pray that your spirit will open. That you will know when God is speaking. That you will hear when God is speaking. That you can hold on to a scripture and say, this is my scripture for life. This is my scripture for life. I will make decisions based on this. I will make choices based on this. I pray for you that that scripture will be released into your spirit. You need a prophetic word. So, all this time, the girls may be making mockery of Mary. You've cheated on Joseph. And you say, Mary knew who spoke to her. Mary knew what she had. Mary knew what she had. Mary knew who spoke to her. Mary knew what she was doing. No man could discourage her. What did God tell you? What did God tell you? We've done things, I've done things that have been very difficult for me. But never gave up because I knew that God told me to do it. And as I kept believing God for his word and reminding him of what he told me, it has worked for me. What did God tell you? What has God told you? I pray that from today, God will deposit a word in your spirit. That as we are preparing to enter into the new year, may God deposit a word in your spirit. May you hear something from him. May God deposit a word in your spirit. I speak this, I decree this, I command this into manifestation. A word for your destiny. A word for your destiny. A prophetic word for your destiny. A prophetic word for your destiny. You will know it. You will know. You will know. It will be in your spirit. And you know that this is from the law. This is something I want to do. And you will believe God. You will trust God. You will hold on to it. And it shall work for you. I'm talking to five people here. Can I hear their loudest amen? Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Whatsoever is born of God and God never gives birth to anything without his word. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. We just got a, um, a bill from GTEC to come and pay for three new computer programs with a university outside the country. IT, IT security and cyber crime. IT management. And I'm looking at what I started with the borrowed 500 Ghana series and what is becoming. What is becoming? I was just informed that in January, about seven new programs will be due to our mentoring university, will be approved by our mentoring university for mentoring. And, and what we just started, but you see, it was a prophetic word. It was a prophetic word. That's why sometimes you don't understand the testimonies of people who heard from God and what is that because every day you have a testimony. The very thing God gave is like giving birth to a child that is growing, that is growing, and that is growing. And you see the child growing well, you see the child growing well. You are always excited to talk about that child. That thing, that little thing God told me. I do not want you. To depend on church for anything. I want to create an avenue 
to support you. For you to finance the kingdom. Do this. From nowhere with nothing. Every single day I see God at work. I see God at work. His word never fails. His word never fails. His word never fails. Number five. Number five. The pregnancy of purpose. The same scripture. Verse 31. Or Luke 1. says, you will conceive and give birth to a son. And you have to call him Jesus. You will conceive and give birth. You will conceive and give birth. The baby will not be aborted. You will not have miscarriage. You will conceive and give birth. Some of you, you conceive some ideas, but never gave birth to it. It did not carry prophetic word. It did not carry a, a divine purpose. But from today, it is changing. I'm talking to only three people. Today, it is changing. There is a baby you are conceiving now. It could be a biological baby. It could be a business baby. Whatever it is, I see wombs are opened. 75 wombs of people here are opened. Natural and supernatural wombs. And you are conceiving a baby in this service today. And a year by this time, you'll be celebrating the birth of that baby. No more would your ideas be aborted. No more would your dreams be aborted. No more will anybody call you childless. Because God is opening that womb today. In the name of Jesus. You will conceive and give birth to a son. It's not everybody who conceives and gives birth. Some can even conceive the pregnancy will get missing. You will go today and doctor will say this is the baby. You will go the next time for checkup. And the doctor will say we can't find the baby anymore. It has become fibroid. What we saw has become fibroid. May nobody touch your natural and supernatural wombs. I see people giving birth to the next generation of leaders. You are giving birth to a business that will change the world. I see a conception in your spirit. I see a supernatural conception. You are conceiving something and your life will not be the same. Your children will be mighty upon the earth. No child that has come out of your womb or loins will be a problem child for you. Your children will be like green olive trees planted in the house of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Let there be a new beginning for you. May your womb be opened. May your womb be blessed. Both natural and supernatural womb. May your business wombs be blessed. In the name of Jesus. If you're losing control over that home, you are taking over now. Nothing that came out of your womb will ever control you. Will ever go out of control in your hands. The hand of the Lord is upon your children. The hand of the Lord is upon your children. The eyes of the Lord is looking upon your children. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That business idea is going to work. That business idea is going to work. From today, I pray. Let divine purpose find that business idea. That conception of that company. The conception of that company. The conception of that idea. You will give birth to it. It will not be aborted. 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 In the name of Jesus. 
live here with this confidence that you just conceived something. And in nine months' time, you'll be celebrating with us. Six, probing your purpose. Verse 34 of Luke 1. How would this be? Mary asked the angel, Sings, I am a virgin. How would this be? Mary asked the angels. You know, sometimes these are the things we ask. How is it possible for me to become president? How is it possible for me to have a child? How is it possible for me to become a CEO? God does not address your performance. He addresses your potential. He tells you things you don't know about yourself. But in most cases, you see, Mary asked the right person. She had the right question and asked the right person. The angel. How would this be? Sometimes we talk to people who don't have answers, who are by themselves looking for answers. That's why if there are questions on your mind, shut your door. Go before the Lord. Close your windows. Declare some days of fasting and go before the Lord and talk to God about it. Talk to God about it. Stop blaming people and go before the Lord and talk to God. There are things that look very impossible for you. But with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. So go before this God that makes all things possible and talk to this God. If you have any questions, go before the Lord. Come here on this altar and ask God those questions. Sometimes prayers doesn't have to be some tones. Some Kabo Kadash. No, 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 no. Just have to come before God and say, Father, why? Why did this happen to me? Why did I not marry? Why did I not marry in 2021? Listen, and when you are coming before the Lord, don't come with already prepared answers in your mind. Because sometimes we already know the answers before we come to the Lord. One, one lady came to me to ask me if she should marry a guy. And while she was talking to me, she said, because I love him very much. She said, I have come to ask you whether it's the will of God for me to marry this guy because I love him very much. If I don't, mar if I don't marry him, something will happen to me. I said, my dear, I don't want anything to happen to you. So that's yes, the Lord, go and marry. <laughs> Sometimes that's the way we go to God, though. We go to God or with already preconceived ideas and we already know the solution to our problems we already know the cause of our problems and yet we are going before the lord seven the process so i'll end here i'll end here the process of purpose the process of purpose verse 35 of luke's one the angel answered the holy spirit will come on you and the power of the Messiah will overshadow you but the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. You see, one way in which purpose manifests is the presence of God. All these things the angels said, all these things, you will carry God, he will be great, he will do this, he will do this. Mary said, how can this be possible? The angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Finish. You know what you need to fulfill your purpose? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Can we be on our feet now? The Holy Spirit. Lift up your hands. Begin to pray, Lord. Say, talk to him. Say, Lord, I need the Holy Spirit. Lord, I need the Holy Spirit.